the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. God, help us today to work out our salvation. Come on, let's get a hold of Jesus. Let's get a hold of ourselves. And stop the pretending. There's an abundant life in Jesus. The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2 tells us to work out our salvation. Listen today as Pastor Jack Morris describes this process of drawing closer to the Lord and leaving behind the thoughts and ways of the past. Salvation is a cooperative experience. It's something that happens between you and God. God and me. It's a cooperative. Now, I, I know some of you are going to say, well, Pastor, all these years you've been telling us that God and God alone performs the miracle of salvation. That's true. But after he performs the miracle, the initial miracle, you're born into the kingdom of God. You have a tremendous responsibility now to work out that salvation, to bring it to completion. So it's you and God. Work out your salvation. The salvation experience is God's part bringing us into the kingdom of God, bringing us into the family of God. It's all of God. There's nothing that that I did to save my soul. Jesus drank the cup in the garden, cup with my sins in there, and your sins and the sins of all the world. And then he carried those sins in his body up Golgotha, Calvary, the Via Della Rosa, burning with fever because he had a human body and it was filled with the sins of the world. And that's what we're coming to this table to remember in just a few moments. And then those sins, when he was nailed, those sins were spiked to that tree also. And he died for your sins and my sins that you and I might live forever in his presence and in his glory while on earth and in heaven when our earthly life is over. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Do I, do I really cling to the cross? I'm asking myself, I'm letting this sermon, these words work over in my mind, and in my heart. Do I really cling to the cross? Paul said, God forbid that I should glory or boast in anything. 
saving the cross. Because, because of the cross, I have been crucified <coughs> to the world. And now I'm alive unto God. When Jesus died on the cross, I and my sins died on the cross also. And I'm rejoicing in him today because of what he did at Calvary. I can't earn salvation. I can't buy it. I can't do enough good works for it. There's nothing I can do but trust in the Lord and believe on him. But even when I trust in the Lord and believe on him, he is the one that puts that desire in my heart to trust on him and believe on him because I couldn't even do that part. He makes the desire come alive within me. So salvation is totally of the Lord's doing. You love the Lord because he put love in your heart to love him. You don't love him because you love him or I love him because I love him. I love him because he first loved me and he solicited a desire from my heart, a desire that he put in there to serve him. I could have said no. You could have said no. But I didn't. Thank God you and I said yes and received him as our Lord and Savior. Now that's God's part. Let me talk to you about your part this morning and my part. We have a part now in this salvation. Notice what it says. Work out your salvation. He's talking to us. There's something you have to do and that I have to do. And if we haven't been doing it, hear it today and begin doing it. Work it out. That that he put in me, let it come forth in acts of love and in acts of service and in words of deed and, and caring and loving. Love your enemy. If you have any enemies. I said, well, she's really not my enemy, but I, I just don't care for her. I've been a pastor of several churches for a lot of years. And uh, I remember one time somebody said to me, called me after I hadn't seen him for a while. And uh, we got to talking about church and why they're no longer in church anymore. Well, well, there's people there that I just don't get along with. I don't like. I just, you know, I avoid them. You know. I said, well, are they still there? She said, yeah, they're still there. I said, well, why don't you come back and let them go then? <laughs> Friend, love God. Love one another. And if you love God, you will love one another. And if you're not loving one another, then loving your brother whom you have seen, how can you love God whom you haven't seen? And love pulls us together. We desire to shake hands. We desire to throw our arms around one another and hug one another. We're the people of God and we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. So we're going now to begin to work out our growth. How how about this? Think of your own physical health. What part do you play in being healthy? You play a pretty big part. You have to have good sleep habits. You have to have about 30 minutes of exercise a day, we're told. 
You have to have a, a good diet. So if you're healthy, you have played a tremendous part. You have to stop smoking. <laughs> Come on, say amen. <laughs> There's a tremendous part you play in being the healthy person. You're healthy enough to take a vacation because you have looked out for your health and you've taken care of yourself. So we have to take care of ourselves now spiritually. We have to do that. There was a little boy. He fell out of bed one night. And then he tried to explain why he fell out of bed. He said, I fell out of bed because I went to sleep too close to where I got in. Now, some people, I'm saved. I go to church on Christmas and Easter and once in a while. But we don't go on. Our growth is stunted. We come spiritually, we're midgets. We haven't grown up. Oh, you look beautiful and healthy physically. But you're a dwarf inside. Unless we obey the scripture, work out your salvation. You've got to work at it. You work at your job, you get a raise. Or you get a promotion. If you don't work at it, how is it that we have to work at everything? And But somehow we think that through osmosis or something... We're just going to develop spiritually. Not going to work that way, dear friends. That's why God put it upon Paul to write this. That's why God put it upon me to read it. That's why the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, now preach it. God wants you to be a healthy believer. And so I am talking about it today. Work out. It's like a student working out a arithmetic problem. He has to work at it to get an answer or to bring it through to a conclusion. She does. You have to work that. Isn't it something? We work at everything that we really want to bring to a conclusion. How about marriage? How, how many marriage ceremonies I've performed? Friend, when they come down to the altar for the pronouncement, and I say to the gentleman, you may kiss the bride. Only one time the bride spoke up and said, I'm not going to kiss him right in front of the preacher. And I stood there and I thought, well, now what am I supposed to say? (laughs) One time that happened. I just just lost everything. (laughs) But I said, you may kiss the bride. That is not the marriage. That's the wedding. There's a wedding and then there's a marriage. A wedding takes but minutes. A marriage takes a lifetime. And we must work at the marriage to make it work. Now, it it takes two to make it work. It only takes one to destroy it. The marriage, the garden, the car, everything... We have to keep everything intact. But our spiritual growth, sometimes we let it slide. And that's not not good at all. Not good at all. Oh, we're a Christian and we'll go to heaven when we die by the skin of our teeth. We're going to make it in. But let me tell you something. God's going to say, hey, why didn't you speak to that person? You had every opportunity. Why did you avoid that 
Something's wrong inside. Needs to be confessed and repented and come to the altar. Jesus, he went out of his way everywhere, everywhere. Hey, is Jesus in you? Then you're going to go out of your way everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and so will I. Work out your salvation. We're, we're coming up so, so short spiritually. We're, we're not getting nearly enough out of our Christianity as God wants us to have. Because we're not working out our Christianity. Go out of your way. <laughs> this is what, he went out of his way, didn't he? All the way from heaven, wherever that is, to come to earth, to be with us and to bless us. But salvation needs to be brought to a conclusion. God started it. You conclude it. If you want to have the abundant life the Lord has given to us and talks to us about. It's, it's both, inst- salvation is both instant and it's progressive. God does his part, now I've got to do my part. Still with me? Okay. This is why we're victims of habits, habits that we don't want to have. We don't want those habits because we don't have strength enough to resist them. That's why we can't speak to people. Now, that people is a Christian, and I'm a Christian. I can't speak to them. I won't go out of my way. Matter of fact, I'll maybe even go out of my way so I don't have to speak to them. What is wrong? Can you tell me that is the right behavior? No, you know, and I know that's not Christ-like. But I don't have the strength. I just... I know I should, but I can't. Why? Because you haven't worked out your salvation. You are a dwarf spiritually. I'm a dwarf spiritually when that happens. And that's going to happen. Every one of us have been tempted in that area. How about the temptations that come? And people will yield to those temptations. They will give in to a failure only to give in to that failure again and then to fail again and fail again. Why? They're spiritually midgets. They don't have the strength. And they don't have the strength because they haven't worked out their salvation. The word of God. Oh, friend, I need the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. We're the church. I I can't avoid you and be separated from you. I, I need you. I have to be with you. I draw strength from you. I do. You're pastor. You strengthen me. And I hope I strengthen you. We strengthen one another. We, we care for one another. We love one another. Work out this salvation. Now I'm going to tell you something that I, I don't know whether it's going to surprise you or not. But let me give you a couple of scriptures ahead of time. 1 Timothy 4, 14. Paul said to Timothy, Timothy was ordained, the elders laid their hands on him. He had the gift of God within him. But Paul was afraid he was not using that gift. And Paul said to Timothy, 1 Timothy 4.14, do not neglect your gift. 
God gave you and me salvation. You didn't earn it. You got it as a gift. I got it as a gift. He handed it out to me as a gift. Now Paul says, Timothy, don't neglect it. If, if Timothy could neglect it, who wrote and preached and traveled with Paul, listen to this. Hebrews 2, verse 3. If we neglect such a great salvation, you can neglect it. And if we do, we never grow up in the Lord. Now, this virus hit us head on. No one was expecting such a thing as this. It hit us head on. Closed down churches, and there are churches today that are closed. There are people in some of the churches that are still open who have been shut out of church for one, two, going on three years, and they've lost their desire. Friend, if you don't eat natural food after a period of time, you don't hunger anymore. You lose your hunger. Same thing happens spiritually. Stop reading your Bible at home. Some Christians can go a whole week, two weeks, a whole month. How long has it been since you read a chapter? Prayer meetings. Now this church has done just about everything I know that we possibly can do to help people grow in the Lord. We have Sunday school. We have Zoom. We have small groups. We have men's and women's fellowship. We have senior citizens group. We have scouts. I mean, you, you get it every week. I'm sending it out to you. All of these opportunities to work out your salvation. But I can't just reach out through the computer and say, come on. But I am. Jesus has come to me. We can only come to him through prayer, through word, through Christian fellowship, and through acts and behavior of love. Come to me. But the decline in church membership, decline in church attendance, I'm thankful that every week I've been checking the, uh, those who are streaming, and I, I can't determine how many people are, are watching, but there are anywhere, sometimes last week was 200, 200 laptops or computers Streaming Now, one person were there, that's 200. If a husband and wife were watching, that's 400. So the Largo Community Church, for the most part, for the most part, by far the greatest majority, are working out their salvation. But there has to be somebody who isn't. Like Timothy, for instance. You have a little pilot light in there. I remember when we didn't have the electric stoves that we have now, but that little pilot light was just flickering. It didn't cook the food. It didn't warm the house. But it was there in readiness. You turn it on. Friend, I pray, dear God, turn some of us on. That we won't just go around just flickering. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Do something for Jesus and love even as, as he loves. 
But some of the, here, here's what I want to say to you. And some of the biggest declines in church attendance in the past three decades. I've gotten this from three predominant uh, research foundations. In the last three decades, adults 55 and over, more than any other age group, there's been a big church dropout. They don't go back anymore. The enemy has worked hard these last three years to keep you out of church. Now, those people who are streaming, they're in church with us today. I'm so, so thankful. But some of you need to get ready to come back. It's not the, quite the same. Pray about it. Think about it seriously. And when God gives you the comfort, you come back. Some of you have been here all along. Whenever you could, you were here. And I know there are some Sundays that we can't be here. There's something else that's going on. I almost didn't make it today. But the Lord pushed me hard to bring this message because he cares and he loves it and he wants you to have a full and complete salvation. But listen to this. Here's, here's part of the research. There's what is called Gen X and baby boomers. That's people over 40. People over 55 are dropping out more so than Gen X. Then there is Gen Z and the millennials. We're, we're always, and we should keep on. What about our teenagers? Hey, what about our senior citizens that are dropping out? Now, here's part of the reason, the research. A lot of these senior citizens have been polled. Some of them have dropped out because of political reasons. We need to remember that we are citizens of heaven, that we're Christians, that our names in the book of life in heaven, that we are people of another world, that we are Messiah's people. Messiah's people. And then a, a lot of these, these elderly people that have stopped going to church they're still healthy. They still have cars. They've moved into a senior citizen community, bought a home there, or they're, they're renting there. They still have their cars at all. But some of them, a lot of them, I can't tell you how many of them, have said, I don't go to church anymore because I'm a member of, of a group in my senior citizen community and I go to that group and I find that I'm getting as much out of going to that group as I used to get when I went to church. And I don't have to even get in the car. Now the devil hit us with coronavirus real hard. Now he's hitting us with gas prices. He's going to keep you out of this sanctuary on Sunday morning. And this is your spiritual home and my spiritual home. Friend, Jesus said the children of the world, the unsaved, are wiser than the children of light. At least some of them are. God, help us today. 
to work out our salvation. Come on, let's get a hold of Jesus. Let's get a hold of ourselves. And stop the pretending that there's an abundance of life in Jesus. Abundant of life. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.